Hello, hello fam and welcome to Because Life Can Be a Niche, the podcast where we do life together. Thank you all so much for joining uh, today. This is an exciting day, an exciting uh, recording session for us. And uh, we're so glad to have you. Thank you for those who have been doing life with us. Thank you, lifers. Welcome back into the living room. Love having you in. If this is your first time uh, doing life with us, welcome. So glad you're here. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Katie Bryant Writes. That's me, Katie Bryant, at Katie Bryant Writes. And also, if you're watching this version of the podcast on YouTube, then you are on the YouTube channel. Life can be a niche. Hit that subscribe button. It is free. Doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, We are going to kick off uh, this episode uh, with a topic that is kind of morbid, but not really. Um, But we'll talk about that in just a second. I want to introduce to you guys the T of the episode. Uh, The T of the episode is Paris. This is one of my favorite teas. I love it, love it, love it. It is a loose leaf tea. You know, lately these past few uh, podcast episodes, we've been either not doing tea or doing a a very weak version of tea. We did sweet tea last week, but we're back to, um, we're back to the good stuff, back to the uh, loose leaf tea. Go out and get yourself some Paris. It is so calming and so relaxing. Uh, But with that being said, I am excited this weekend because we are I am celebrating my birthday. This is my birthday weekend. We are recording a little bit earlier than we normally do. We release on Monday, so the episode will drop on Monday by 7 a.m., but that's neither here nor there. I am today talking about a topic that's kind of different. I said it's a little bit morbid, but not really. So I started my birthday weekend off um, with death. And by death, I mean mine and preparing for my death. So um, this is my last will and testament right here. I don't want to show too much of my business on this deal. So um, I have my last will and testament. And and I didn't expect to actually come to you and, and and talk about death and dying and all that stuff, especially on my birthday weekend, because I'm excited about that. But um, that's where it is. And the reason we're talking about it is because of, again, the coronavirus uh, chronicles and uh, the fact that I actually went to see uh, my attorney in January. <clears throat> and this was, I knew that I, I already had a will in place. And this is probably my third round of updating it. And I went to see him in January and we sat down and we went through everything. I told him everything I needed to do. And then in February, he sent me a draft and I was supposed to review it all, which I did. I went through with a fine tooth comb, just making sure that everything was in order and that I had all of the plans in place, you know, in the event that I go to the upper room. But I would, I'm not trying to go to the upper room. I'm just saying I want to be ready. I want my business in order. Should I go to the upper room? And as coronavirus would have it, when I was supposed to go sign, which was in March, everything closed. The courts closed. Uh, law offices closed. So I didn't get 
to sign the paperwork and I you know out of sight out of mind weeks go by months go by and now as uh, Georgia is reopening and opening everything now uh, so the courts are now opening and my law office open and I got a call my attorney's on the phone and he's like hey you know you ready KD it's time to sign you know to pick up where we left off and and at first I was thinking oh yeah you know I, yeah, let's let's do that. And he said, okay, I'll see you, you know, on Friday. And it's, of course, the weekend of my birthday. But I want to get it signed because I'm like, Lord, please don't let anything happen. <laughs> and I have not signed my papers and, and gotten everything in order. So I started my birthday weekend off really, again, looking at uh, preparations for the end game, if you will. And um, it was... It's, it's such a surreal time because I'm now looking at my will with, with fresh eyes because when we sat down in January and we went through everything, every little, every little detail, every nuance, you know, so there's no question and read the document. That's what I, that's all I want people to do <laughs> when I'm gone, when I have, you know, gone on get, great getting up morning, when I've gotten up. I want people to read the document uh, because we took a lot of time going through everything. So there should be no guesswork, no arguing, no fighting, bickering, none of that. It's all in the document. But I was at the time when we went through all this, it was kind of different. You know, life was different. Um, we the my my mindset was different. And I we weren't facing a pandemic. We hadn't lost Kobe Bryant. We were not in the midst of a uh, social, civil activism, you know, dealing with the racism and the issues in our country. None of that had taken place at the time. So now as I'm seeing uh, how fleeting life can be and and losing friends uh, it's not like the coronavirus is something that happened to other people and I, i'm just watching things happen around me it's people i know um people whom i care about and and so that changes your lens so i was looking at my will now with with a whole new perspective and of course it's still the same old stuff i had to go through everything again had to relive all of the emotions that i experienced when i was preparing the wheel and then you know thinking okay let me just make sure that everything is, is the way it should be i highly encourage you if you do not have your will uh prepared please uh consider making that a priority we see now how quickly we know we have always known how fleeting life can be but now in times such as these um so much going on it makes it more um it hits home it makes it more real and uh you need to just have everything in place and and i was one of those people you know my first will i, I printed it out some online thing and wrote all the stuff in filled everything out and then you know had it set aside and then i updated it and and i did it again through a a service offered through my um my employer and you fill everything in but i remember uh sitting 
with my mom when my father passed and they actually had an attorney prepare their will and it cost them a little bit more money than definitely what I spent with the little bit of stuff that I did in the notarization and things like that. But it was so detailed and so laid out that it really eliminated a lot of guesswork and was very clear and, and you know, even saved my mom money, I think in the end, because everything was already taken care of up front. So even in probate, um, money that some people end up having to shell out was not even a part of it because of the way their will was drawn up and well the way my father's will was drawn up and I just I remember thinking let me invest let me pay an attorney um, and I still thank thank goodness uh, my employer does cover that I, I have that as an add-on in my insurance I'm grateful for that because I know a lot of people don't and it can be pricey but there uh if there is an opportunity or a way that, that you can consider having an attorney uh draw up your will it is well worth it it's worth it for your family it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it and it, it really makes you reflect on life and on uh the end and and how you want the end to be even down to who you want to be in charge of things so in there it has you know in case of my untimely death and my children are still minors you know how how is the money to be handled who who will be over who will be the trustee and you know how is their trust going to be given out and and then it says you know and it spells it out it's so creepy now looking at it because my emotions are so raw and open with everything that's happening in the world that I, I'm just in a different place. And so, you know, in January when I read it, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, if they should, you know, go to college or buy a home or, you know, get married. And, and but when I read it again, when I read it just like a day ago, it was, wow, I won't be there if, when they go to college, if, if this happens, if you are reading this document, this, this, last will and testament if you're reading this that means i'm gone so you know she ain't coming back she's out of here and if i've checked out that means i'm missing your college you're going to college i'm missing your first you buying your first home i've provided the money and the finances but i'm not here to see that and um it just makes you think about uh the how you want that to be. I mean, I even had everything down to, you know, whether or not I want to be cremated or uh, whether or not I want to be buried. Buried, by the way, I want all of me. And I, I know y'all, you know, I know people say, well, that's a waste of money. And, you know, cremation is the way to go. You know, you're not going to have that body. You have a heavenly body. And I don't care. Go ahead and put all of this, embalm it, and just stick it in the ground. We'll see what happens. We don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to get up on that great getting up morning. I don't want to have to be the bionic spiritual woman where you got to gather my ashes up from the beaches and places I've traveled. I just want to just go on and get these dry bones on up and, and let it all be intact. Now, I know folks are like, that is, some people are like, that's crazy. That's just putting money in the ground. I'm going to put it in the ground. I already got it taken care of. So there should be no argument about that because I don't, we don't really know. No one knows when you go. And I know they say, oh, to be absent from the body, uh, you know, is to be present with the Lord. I believe that. 
but do you really God's idea of time and our idea of time is different we nobody's come back and told us you know in 30 seconds I was out of there or it was instant or you know nobody has come back to say and so I just want all of me intact I know it's the craziest thing ever because it won't be this body but that's what I want when I'm looking and I'm, my spirit is watching on as y'all, you know, cry or dance or cheer, whatever you got going on. Whatever's happening when y'all, when y'all lower me down <laughs> in that ground and, and, and throw the dirt on me. I want it all intact, all of me. Now I did say I will donate my organs uh, if they're viable, you know, please, you know, have my liver and my kidney and my heart. I, yes, absolutely. But I should have written in the clause that I wanted to keep my eyes because the eyes are, are considered their organs. And um, I want my eyes <laughs> so I can see on that great getting up morning exactly how everybody else is coming up. How we all going to go up there. But anyway, I should have written that. I, I did not put in there, you know, I, eyes are off limits. But, you know, I, it'll be okay. It, it'll be okay. But anyway, all that to say... Um, it is very important to have your medical directive, your power of attorney, you know, if, if I happen to become incapacitated or there's some accident and I'm not able to function or to think for myself or for my children, um, to have people in place who know exactly what your wishes are, even to the point of, you know, if, if I am terminally ill. You know, how do I want my care at the end to be? Do I want y'all to throw the baby in the bathwater trying to save me or just let me die naturally or, you know, whatever. Everything is in this in these documents. And it just, it really just sobers you up and really makes you think about the end. But it also makes you think about uh, the importance of conversation and talking and, you know, the document that, yeah, that lays everything out. And I, I, I hope it's read, you know, in the event that I'm not here, I hope that it is thoroughly read. I mean, of course, the attorneys and everything will make sure. But even in your medical directive of how you want your, your care to be or what your wishes are, because I will tell you, if you don't have that stuff written out and you just talk, you know, discuss it with somebody, it will be a mess if there's not clear understanding especially when people get involved and when family gets involved you know i i know that there have been cases where you know someone's on life support and that spouse uh, has chosen you know elected to say we'll just pull the plug and then, uh, then the family's arguing no no they wouldn't want to be the plug to be pulled we want to give every chance just let them hang on we're not going to do that and you know the significant other spouse may say well we talked about it and they said blah blah blah. but if it's in writing there's no we talked about it because as soon as they decide that and, and the family doesn't agree they're gonna say yeah he didn't want to get rid of her i knew it as soon as they said life support that joker said Let, let's pull the plug so just to avoid all of that to avoid the drama and the the it's already emotional you're already on your way out so just to avoid the drama, have everything in writing and then talk to people about what's in writing, not just pillow talk with the spouse, not just, you know what, I, if I, if something should happen, I want, no, have a, have it in writing and then have a conversation with everyone who 
uh, needs to be involved. Your trustees, the people who you want to look after your children or look after your children's money. Um, if they are of age, of course, that's a different story. But if they're not, it's important to talk. And that's something we don't like to do. We don't like to talk about the end. And, um, and because, you know, people say, oh, that's so morbid. That's so creepy. But it is so important to know, you know, what, what do you want? Do you want a big, you know, fanfare home going, or would you just rather be quietly put away graveside and, and just, you know, gravesite and just let it in quietly and calmly? Those things need to be discussed with the people who will probably either be carrying it out or those who will be intimately involved with the process. So it's my birthday weekend and I'm talking about dying y'all, but it just is something that I definitely, I've had a wake up call with some of the things I learned that I didn't know. And I just, it just got laid on my heart to share this information. This is important to know and to have. And so many of us, you know, if you did the online thing like I did at first and printed out your will and then you know, just click and check and point, there's so many so many more little things that I that were not a part of that point and click that I needed to have taken care of, especially if you have children. So that's where, you know, that part of the, that kind of plays off in the process. And that's very, very important. Um, but, but still just get everything in writing so that it's, it's very clear um, where you are. And then, you know, how you want people to, to behave, what you want done, how you want things handled and carried out. So there'll be no bickering and going on and on about, you know, what, what, what she wanted. She told me this, he, she told me that it's in, read the document. I mean, if, if nothing else, that's, that's all I want people to remember when I'm gone. You know, Katie said, read, just, just read somebody read, read it. Somebody read it. Um, but in addition, you know, to that, you know, look into um, something that I always kind of kept to the side, but make sure that you have everything laid out so people can get their hands on it. And that they know if you have safe deposit box or if you have things in a fire safe, make sure people know where the keys are because it's already emotional. And if you've gone on to glory and folks have to look around for keys to unlock this or to find this, and it's, it's just, it creates more chaos than it's worth and it just causes so much additional pain um it, to go through that so that was my my attorney was like hey katie whatever you do have your stuff laid out tell people where it is make copies give people you know directions of where the keys are have this conversation when you get home um so that is what I, I did and i'm i still have to make sure that i type everything up and organize it so that folks know and it's not a scramble or anything like that but also um, look into your small death benefits um, I'm a member of an electric cooperative they don't offer a small a death benefit but some electric cooperatives do so if you're a member of an EMC and they provide your electricity you know make sure you check and see if they offer that a lot of banks do that um, I don't know if they do that now but when I first opened my bank accounts it was hey you know if you if you happen to leave here you know you die it's a thousand dollars you know death benefit that goes to you there's no co additional cost to you that's just part of it so 
little things like that that you may not have accounted for in a will per se but there are things that you know that you have have those written up so someone can collect on don't leave anything on the table even i don't care if it's 500 dollars. just make sure that those little things are taken care of but aside from you know that and 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 the part of the business side of it and, and preparing for death um I wanted to share with you uh, something that I have heard and my mentors have shared it with me. I've been studying a lot. One thing about this quarantine and sheltering in place is I spent a lot more time quiet. I wasn't binge watching things. I was either reading or researching or studying or trying to find out stuff because it's hard to binge watch with, with two kids who, you know, want to want you to watch them play Fortnite all the time. So. I just haven't had the opportunity to kind of do that. And the stuff that I want to binge watch, I can't have on when they're up anyway. So I have been spending a lot of time reading and listening to um, webinars and signing up for everything free that's offered. If it's free, I'm on it. And one of the pieces of advice that I've heard probably 10 times, so now I'm, I'm going to consider it confirmation at three, 10 times it's already right, a done deal, is when when you're doing life, and this is aside from just death, um, but life is to think about things with the end in mind. And when you, if you look at things that way, plan your life with the end in mind. And so it still goes back to death because a couple of, of places that I've studied and webinars that I've taken have said, you know, write your, um, your, eulogy or write your uh whatever the newspaper will say when you die write that out what do you want it to say what do you want your legacy to be what do you want people to remember you for and you take that and you work backwards to make sure that you get there so if your end game is you want people to remember you as a philanthropist or you want people to remember you for you know advocating for change or advocating for equality then or or doing some or opening a business or having several businesses nationwide or globally you know whatever you want people in that summary paragraph about your life about who you were when you walked on this side of the earth it whatever that is write that down and and because it makes it a reality when you sit down and you think about it and you write it down and you make it very clear and very plain as to where you want to be in life what you want out of life and work backwards so if that means that i want to be a author film producer you know stage play extraordinaire writer podcaster, you know, inspirational person, uh, you know, philanthropist, uh, whatever it is, activists, whatever you want them to remember you by, write all of that down and then look back and say, okay, well today, what do I need to do today so that my end game is in place the way I want it to be? And that was so powerful. Um, just looking at it that way it's it's a little different than saying you know developing a mission statement for your business or developing you know your north star this goes beyond that into okay what do you want people to remember you for what do you want your summary to be and work backwards so in three to five years what do you need to do toward that and 
in two years, what do you need to do towards that? In one year, what do you need to do toward that? In a quarter, what do you need to do? In a month, today, what do you need to do today for the end game? And it really helps you to hone in on exactly what you should be doing and focused on that. And then all of the extraneous things that are not contributing to whatever your end game is going to be. Say la vie, you know, just say, okay, I'm not doing those things because these things are not contributing to my end game, to my eulogy, to where, how I want to be remembered or how I want my legacy uh, to live on. And I just, I, I mean, it's a little bit weird when you do it at first, because at first, you know, you might tear it up, start over because, you know, you know, here lies, you know, Katie, Brian, blah, blah, she did, da, 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 she did this, this, that, but in the end, I have a, an outline of where I, how I want to be remembered, how I, what I want my legacy to be. That's so much bigger than just pieces like I wanted to start a podcast or I wanted to be a media, uh, you know, in contributing to media or to be an influencer. It, it's beyond just, you know, starting a YouTube channel. It is what will people say about that YouTube channel that that's where I'm working and I'm still, I'm, st I'm still hustling, trying to get it together and, and writing. But every day I do something toward that end game of how I want to be remembered and, and what I want my legacy to be and taking it a step further, which I didn't, I didn't even expect that, but I just kind of, I guess if you're doing that all the time, it also guides um, your premise and, and how you do life, which is, Hey, well, that's what we, that's what we talk about. It's life. Life can be a niche and how do you handle, you know, doing your doing life and doing what your purpose is with the end game in mind. And that is my goodness, just <laughs> how am I, how am I handling this coronavirus? You know, in the end, when my children look back and they remember 2020 and they remember the social activism and what we have done as a family and how we, you know, we didn't vacation, how when we changed all of our vacation plans, what will they remember about what mom did to make everything right for us at the time we're still smiling and we're still happy i want them to tell their grandkids about you know oh boy your grandmama whew, she was a mess or you know we couldn't go to the beach so she said make your own beach and go out and go out in the sprinklers it's sunshine it's sky i, I did that i did that today it's sunshine it's sky you got some sprinklers you want to go to the beach we're not going to the beach have at it. Turn the water on. Go crazy. I'm thankful that we have water. I'm thankful that we have a yard. I'm grateful for those things, but I want the memories, the legacy. So everything is about the end game and what a world this would be if everyone operated as if they were operating in the end game if they were operating in, okay, what are people going to say about you when you die? If you think about that every day, that, that definitely drives, it should help drive actions. For those of us who have faith and believe in God, of course, we have a compass and we have a book, read the book, 
we have a blueprint to live by. But in addition to that, you have to act out uh, and live out what it is you believe and, and what your your whatever your guiding compass is. You have to act that out. And just looking at it from the end result of how you will be remembered or even strangers or people I work with, you know, how will you remember me when you think about KD or when you're telling your friends or your family, I used to work with this lady named KD. Woo. See, I don't want to be like, <laughs> I don't want people when I'm gone, like the munchkins on the wizard of Oz, when that house fell on the wicked witch and that coroner came out there and he had a, he had a sheet, you know, kind of something like this. And he's like, you know, I don't want people to be like, she's not only merely dead. She's really most sincerely dead. And everybody was cheering. I don't want people to be cheering about me being gone. Like, oh, that was a mean, surly, hateful woman. Mm. You know, I don't want that to be my legacy. So I do govern myself accordingly with how I leave people feeling what's the end game when you think about me when I'm dead <laughs> what are you gonna remember me being just a, a crazy old mean no I hope not I hope you I hope you remember me fondly <laughs> I hope I'm doing things to be remembered in a meaningful powerful way but you know that just brings it all home is when you plan and you live with the end game in mind, with the last day, on your last day on earth, when you close your eyes for that last time, what will people remember? And I, it's a great, great practice for just developing your goals and your strategy and where you want to be in life. Like I said, it, it really changed my whole perspective and how I work toward things. Because when you work from the from the end game backwards, it really does change how you operate and how you do things. And then even, like I said, in your personal life, when you work with the end in mind, with what you want people, what do you want your grandchildren to say about you? What do you want your friends to say about you? What do you want your spouse to say about you? Then it definitely changes the way you operate and the way you move. So it's just been a surreal um it's been a surreal weekend, <laughs> to say the least. I am thankful and grateful uh, for uh, 47 years of life on this earth. And I am beyond thankful for my family and my friends, my village, my children. They are just going all out. They, you know, it started with my mom. <laughs> my mom said, oh, we're going to celebrate all weekend. It's like, oh, oh. We in the house now, but we but we doing it up in the house every day this weekend. And and so even though I had to start my weekend off, you know, preparing for my death, I still have so much joy and so much peace and just thankful that, you know, if I'm gone, if if you know the Lord says, Hey chick, your time is up, you know, the upper room is waiting for you, then I cannot be uh, more thankful than to just have been spent this time with you being here on this podcast, doing what I enjoy, doing what I love, uh, sharing, talking, uh, getting to know people that I that are around the world. And I don't even know what they look like, but it is so great engaging with everyone from so many walks of life. And I know things are heavy right now and we are going through a lot as 
as a nation, as people, as humans. And um, this is going to be a, a pivotal moment in history. And, and I want to be on the right side of it. So thinking about the end game and, and how I want to be remembered, how I want to meet my maker, how I want my children to remember me, it just, it hit home. It just made sense when that, when I read that last will and testament, whoo, but it's all good. It's, it, you know, find good in it. I hope this helps you. I hope you get something from it. Please get in the comments. I love when people actually comment and respond and talk and have a conversation. That's what this is supposed to be about is we're talking about, you know, life and doing life together and, and, and talking about death and how we do life in preparation for death happened to be the episode for today. But, um, but you know, that it's just, it's something needs to be talked about. It's something that needs to be shared. Do not let people not know where to find your documents so they can read it read it and know what you want and not have any kind of craziness when you are trying to slide on out here to the next plane until to, until the great getting up morning and then your everybody your family everybody just going crazy because they don't know what you wanted have that discussion and have the paper and papers and documentation to back it up have your life plan and have the the plan together for what you want your end game to be. What you, what do you want your legacy to be? It's worth the conversation. It's worth the time. Uh, and just let me know what you think. Get in the comments. I would love to hear what you think. Again, the tea of the episode is my favorite tea. It's Paris. I love this tea. Um, and I'm gonna have. I had some this morning when I was on my patio. I'm gonna have some more. Uh, this evening when I'm back on the patio enjoying the sunset uh, and and just hey it's the same Sun so even though if you can't vacation if you can't travel if you're not able to go places then the, the Sun is the same everywhere the sky is the same sky it might not be on a sandy beach it may be you know on your back balcony on your patio on your stoop but it's still there look up look up it's still the same nothing has changed uh, it's still the same sun, the same air, the same breezes. May not be palm trees, might be pine trees, you know, whatever, plum trees, peaches, whatever. But it's just soak it up and get it all in. You're on the right side of the dirt. We're all on the right side of the dirt. So I just say to you, uh, enjoy uh, doing life. Thank you for joining this episode of Because Life and death can be a niche. Love uh, having you and spending this time with you. Please remember, if you're watching the YouTube channel, if you're watching the video version of this, which I would love for you to do that um, on the channel, Life Can Be a Niche, please subscribe. It's free, it doesn't cost you anything. Subscriptions help us in the comments or make it even better. Engage, let's talk about it. If you're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at katiebryantwrites.com is my website. At Katie, Bryant's, at Katie Bryant Writes is how you reach me on the social channels. Would love to hear from you and chat with you. You guys, be good to each other. Take care of yourselves. Find the good in everything. It's always something good to find. And I will see you when I see you.